drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, April the 27th, 2022, and here is a deeply troubling question for you. Are you ready? Brace yourself. What if machines could feel empathy? What if they could care for us or even fall in love with us? And more importantly, what if we grew to reciprocate those feelings? That's a question we're going to address today with a growing concern with the use of artificial intelligence with E. Michael Jones. He's going to be joining us at 35 past the hour to talk about this grave concern as Catholics. uh, This seems like a slippery slope, but we are actually seeing AI used in this way where people are developing emotional reactions, feelings with with artificial intelligence uh, robots things like that all of that coming up at 35 past the hour with e michael jones join us for that if you can cardinal uh, oscar rodriguez Merdiaga is uh, is resigning he's coming 80 years old this year he's a cardinal who's been in the innermost circle of pope francis's pontificate also somebody deeply embroiled in scandal in the church so pray for him uh, for sure. Today also marks the 200th anniversary of the birth of Ulysses S. Grant, General of the Civil War and President, of course. Oklahoma bans non, non-binary gender markers on the state birth certificates. Praise be to God for this. This seems reasonable and good. And then, of course, uh, Twitter feeds are just growing exponentially once again for for conservatives. I, however, have lost a few. So let that sink in. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. He's on. Uh, he's on some money, isn't he? Uh, it, what is this guy? It's like the five dollar. I don't even remember. What president is he? Like he's definitely fifth, not the Franklin. Twenty twenty fifth. Uh, yeah, fascinating. <laughs> you know, uh, just kidding. He uh, he spent his last days desperately trying to complete his memoirs, hmm. which was the one thing that saved his family financially. Oh, wow. Uh, he was dying of throat cancer because the guy liked to smoke cigars like people drink water. Hmm. So uh, he was pounding cigars every single day. In fact, because of some of his success on the battlefield uh, in uh, in Tennessee, people were sending him thousands of cigars oh, wow. as a thank you. So he had like a warehouse full of cigars during the Civil War. Wow. I would be spending my last moments trying to save my soul. Well, one could only hope. In fact, we're going to be getting into that a little bit in the gospel today on John chapter 3. Praise praise be to God. Speaking of salvation and the need for it, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. It is true. Mm-hmm. I am in need mm-hmm. of salvation. Mm-hmm. I am working out my salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> praise be to God. Has your Twitter feed grown? As a result to Elon Musk purchasing Twitter? No, nothing's happened. <laughs> I've seen people say, oh, thousands of new followers overnight. I, libs of TikTok. I, I lost one. <laughs> libs of TikTok is I hit a million followers yeah, to, uh, I today. That. I was like, oof, yeah, that's, that's huge growth. Wow. So it's working for some people. And Bree Dale also said that she's been like, been like, her stuff is actually trending now. It's actually getting clicks. And so apparently it's, it's helped a lot of people. What's interesting to me, though, is he doesn't technically own it just yet. The deal still has to be finalized. And it, I, I, I'm, I've heard that it could take months 
to actually finalize that. Twitter interregnum. Yeah. So, <laughs> very fascinating. But I wonder, I'm speculating here, I wonder if it wasn't part of the deal that they had to turn off their censorship, like, immediately. Hmm. Even though the deal's not completely, the ink's not dry yet. So, I don't know. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see how this all goes. But uh, fascinating things are happening over at Twitter, finally. It's been a long time since anything good's come out of Twitter. All right, we're going to jump in. We have a great program lined up for you today. going to have a What's Concerning Us at 15 past the hour. There's a great uh, you know, inspirational video we're going to share with you about a Pennsylvania man standing up for what is right and true and reasonable in Pennsylvania. We'll, we'll share that with you. And then, of course, like I said, E. Michael Jones is going to be on. There was a documentary on Cold Fusion's YouTube channel that it looks at, explores the question of artificial intelligence used in ways that I find appalling and perverse. And E. Michael Jones is going to weigh in on that at 35 past the hour. Let's get started. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Wednesday, April 27th, and these are your headlines. The Hill reports Biden announces first use of clemency powers alongside new second chance initiatives. President Biden granted pardons to three people convicted of nonviolent crimes and commuted the sentence of 75 individuals convicted of nonviolent drug-related crimes, marking the first use of clemency powers since taking office. Biden announced the pardons and commutations alongside the rollout of new efforts that aid former inmates to re-enter the workforce. Reuters reports, U.S. new home sales dive in March and prices surge. Sales of new U.S. single-family homes tumbled in March due to high mortgage rates and reduced affordability, but the housing market remains supported by an acute shortage of previously owned properties. The median new house price in March jumped 21.4% from a year ago to $436,700. Almost all of the houses sold last month were above the $200,000 price level. Strong house price growth is expected to persist through the year and into 2023. The backlog of homes approved for construction but yet to be started is at an all-time high as builders struggle with shortages and higher prices for materials and appliances. The Epic Times reports combination of Russian aggression and Chinese technology marks epical shift in global security, according to an expert. Johnson, a Washington-based think tank, said the security and information and communications technologies would shape the course of the coming decades. Johnson said that the confluence that they have with regard to the reliability and security of Chinese technology, alongside the very real hard security considerations of what Russia might do, presented a new threat to global stability previously unimagined. Adding that the West would need to better leverage artificial intelligence and machine learning to detect anomalies in the global supply chain as China and Russia could leverage their influence with third parties to limit access to political enemies to vital resources. Breitbart reports Goya Food CEO Bob Unanue warns of global food crisis. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you.
The saint of the day is a blessed Osana of Kataro. She was born in 1493. Osana was born in the village of Relisi in Zeta to an Eastern Orthodox priestly family named Kosek and was baptized Yovana in that tradition. Her father was a priest and her uncle was a monk who later became the Eastern Orthodox Bishop of Zeta. Her grandfather and her great-grandfather were also Orthodox priests. And she was a shepherdess in her youth and developed the habit of spending her solitary hours in prayer. A story says that one day while watching the flock, she saw a child lying asleep on the grass. Attracted by its beauty, she went to pick up the baby, but it disappeared, leaving Osana with a feeling of great loneliness. Osana continued to witness these apparitions. When she was 14 years old, her visions began to be followed by an odd desire to travel to the coastal Venetian town of Cataro in Albany, Venetia. When, where she felt that she could pray better. Her mother did not understand and grudgingly arranged a position for Asana to, as a servant to a wealthy Catholic Buka family, who allowed the girl as much time as she wished to, to visit churches. In Katara, Asana abandoned the Eastern Orthodoxy and continued and converted to, the Rome, to Roman Catholicism. She took the name Katerina. Osana learned to read and write during her free time, and she read religious books both in Latin and Italian, especially the Bible. In her late teens, Osana felt a call to live the life of an anchoress. Her spiritual director had her walk uh, walled up in a cell built near St. Bartholomew's Church in Cataro. It had a window through which Osana could hear Mass and another window to which people could, would occasionally come to ask for prayers or give food. Katerina made the customary promises of stability and the door was sealed. After an earthquake destroying her first hermitage, she moved to a cell at St. Paul's Church and became a Dominican tertiary, taking the name Osana in memory of Blessed Osana of Mantua. She would follow the Dominican rule for the last 52 years of her life, and a group of Dominican sisters took up residence near her, consulting her for guidance and came to consider her their leader. Osana soon had so many followers that a convent was founded for them. In her tiny cell, it is said that Osana received many visions, including the Christ as an infant, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the several saints. Once the devil appeared to her in the form of the Blessed Virgin and told her to modify her penances. By obedience to her confessor, Osana managed to penetrate this disguise and vanquish this enemy. The incorrupt body of Osana was kept in the Church of St. Paul until 1807 when the French army converted the church into a warehouse. She died in 1565. Blessed Osana of Kataro, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come toward the light, so that his works might not be exposed. 
But whoever lives the truth comes to the light, so that his works might be clearly seen as done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Chrysostom said, and indeed had he come to judgment. There had been some reason for not, con for not receiving him, for he who is conscious of his crimes naturally avoids the judge. But criminals are glad to meet one who brings them pardon. And therefore it might have been expected that men, conscious of their sins, would have gone to meet Christ, as many indeed did. For the publicans and sinners came and sat down with Jesus, but the greater part being too cowardly to undergo the toils of virtue for righteousness' sake, persisted in their wickedness to the last. Close quote. St. Chrysostom. He came to give pardon, and too many refused to come to him for such pardon. This is a rejection of salvation itself, as the Ignatius Catholic Commentary pointed out today, saying, Unbelief is a form of rebellion that puts offenders outside the safety of the covenant. To reject the Son of God is to reject the light of faith in preference to spiritual darkness, death, and disheritance. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 679, says, by rejecting grace in this life, one already judges oneself, receives according to one's works, and can have can even condemn oneself for all eternity by rejecting the spirit of love. Or as uh, our friend uh, Saint Peter, the first pope, said, "Baptism now saves you." Even the Navarre commentary points out the image of a new birth illustrates how a person is transformed by baptism. He or she enjoys a new form of being born of the Spirit of God. By baptism, one becomes a child of God, endowed with the freedom proper to child of God. All those who believed in Christ were given the grace to become children of God, that is, children of the Holy Spirit, so that they might partake of God's own nature and to show that he is the one who gives life to the children of God. The Spirit says in the words of Christ, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Close quote. The Navarre Commentary. Baptism now saves you. Before John 3, what happens? Baptism. What happens after John 3? Baptism. What's the point in the middle of John 3? Baptism. Baptism. Baptism now saves you. We are to preach the good news to the whole world and to baptize. Unless one is born again of water and spirit, baptized, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. Is that not our mission? While we yet breathe, we'll be right back. What's Concerning Us is coming up next. Some atheistic scientists claim we don't need God to explain the universe because science is sufficient to get the job done. But is this true? The answer is no, and here's the reason. Science could never negate the need for God because it can't give an exhaustive explanation of the universe. First, it relies on the inductive method in order to validate its hypotheses. As such, scientists can never be certain they've discovered every piece of data necessary to give a complete explanation. They must always be open to discovering something new that could alter their current theory. Furthermore, science presupposes an existing universe to observe and explain. Thus, it could never explain why the universe exists in the first place rather than not. Science has explanatory power, but not enough power to negate the need for God. 
I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Coming up at 35 past the hour, we're going to have E. Michael Jones on the program again. It's been almost a year. It's like 11 months and change since E. Michael Jones has been on the program. So we're excited to have him back. And we're going to be talking about the, uh, the growing ethics problem in artificial intelligence. In fact, there was a documentary film on the Cold Fusion YouTube channel that uh, explored a deeply and troubling question about the use of AI in uh, perverse ways. And we're going to be discussing that with E. Michael Jones coming up at 35 past the hour. So stick around for that if you are able to. But there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. Uh, Tradition Family and Property, the American Defense for Tradition Family and Property, posted a video of a town hall. It was, I think it was a school board meeting up in Pennsylvania where uh, the, the Church of Satan was trying to get their after-school program uh, you know, approved and up and running there, you know, to care for the kids after school. Because what good responsible parent wouldn't want the Satan Club, you know, taking care of their kids while they're still trying to work and uh, get through their day, right? Well, this gentleman stands up and he gives an impassioned, you know, uh, response to this school board to say, are we out of our minds? I mean, it's, it's insane. So I want to play for you just a moment, just a minute and a half, I think, really, of this person's response. Adrian, do you have that queued up? I wanted, I, I had to say something because I do not want to kneel to Nebuchadnezzar. I want it to be known that I stood when everyone else kneeled. And... Yeah. Are you kneeling? Are you standing? It started, it, it, oh, we're, we're, we're reasonable. We're, 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 we're putting the self, worship yourself. It, it starts, this is, this is where, this is where it starts. This is why America is in the state that it's in. Because we are worshiping ourselves and not our God. And when you, we're going to promote this to children, the most impressionable, the, the, the youngest, the, the, they're, they're innocent. We're going to tell them to worship themselves. Well, how is that working out for everyone? Exactly. We, we, we don't know what... Excuse me. I'm Look how crazy society has become. Gender, we, would consider we, don't, we don't know the biology. Well. We've forgotten basic biology. Woe to any nation that, that, that rejects the truth. It, it, this, is, it start, this is where it starts. It's, it starts, it sounds good. This is literally how Satan works. Absolutely. Listen, it's good. It's good. Yourself. No, it, it starts here, and I don't want to know where it goes. I did. I didn't do any research about these people. <laughs> this is I the don't best part. To. When I hear Satan, I don't think, "Oh, <laughs> let me freaking research that and see if that's good or bad." No, I don't intrinsically it's bad. That's good. That's good. Okay. 
That's the best part of all right there. Like, I don't have to research whether or not to consider the Satan Club for the after-school program. I mean, duh comes to mind. What kind of a person says, yes, we want the Satan Club to care for our kids? Now, this took... Yeah, exactly. The giant duh button. And the fact that a school board is actually considering this should blow your mind. I mean, you don't need, you don't have to go to Harvard, you don't have to go to Columbia, you don't even have to go to the University of St. Thomas in in Houston, Texas, to know that you do not consider the Satan Club for an after-school program. You don't have to be a genius, you don't even have to have stayed at a Holiday Inn, you just know it by default. It's built inside of you, as St. Paul would say, that uh, you have this giant duh button to go, no, of course not, we're not going to be doing that. Sorry, but no. But all religions are equal. No, they're not. No, they're not. Our Lord made it very clear to go forth and to preach to all peoples, to the four corners of the earth, to baptize them. And if they refuse baptism, well, college you is, they're big boys and girls, they make decisions for themselves, and decisions do have consequences. Now, this took place at a northern uh, York high school, and uh, I just find it very fascinating that it that we don't have this level of common sense. And I think to this gentleman's point, and I don't know who this person is. Uh, do we have a name here? Uh, it says Wes Gessiman, a 2020 graduate of Northern York High School. So this is a young man even. He's not even all that old. And he even in the video, he says he wants to go on. He wants to hopefully raise children someday. But he has to make a difficult choice. You have to stand up for what is true because you don't you you may not be given much of an opportunity to do that uh that time that the lord allows you to make a difficult choice a choice of courage and bravery over over cowardice and fear to stand up for what is right in society that opportunity may be very fleeting for you and it's not something you want to live the rest of your life in regret over i got to tell you i've shared this story before but I, there's a similar moment in my life where a few years ago, there was a group of anti-Catholics uh, who invaded our church with bullhorns, and they had busted in, and they were making a ruckus. And uh, this that happened right before I showed up for Holy Mass. Well, by the grace of God, we have men at our parish who aren't going to put up with that. So uh, one of which was a judge at the time, grabbed the gentleman by the collar and cast him out onto the street and said, enough is enough. We're not putting up with this. You can't come invade our parish, our church, and think that that's okay. We're not dealing with this. Well, by the time I get there, the gentleman is now across the street with his bullhorn berating Catholics. So uh, we were asked to just ignore him and go to church. So that's what I did. I went to Mass and then after Mass, you know, we were trying to socialize out in front of the church. And this gentleman's over across the street blaring with his bullhorn and and shouting, you know, uh, untruths, lies. And uh, we were going to our van to leave and to go home. And I got to the door of my van and I said to myself... If you don't go back now, this moment will never come again. You have just this one moment to make a decision. Do you defend the Catholic faith? Do you defend your family? Do you defend your parishioners against this attack, this vile, ugly assault on Christ himself? Because his body, the Catholic Church, are, that is his bride, they are one. And it is an assault. So I made the decision right then and there. And then I walked straight back over to, over to the church. And then I sat there and I shouted him down 
with a bullhorn in his hand and nothing but my loud, big, boisterous voice. I shouted him down. And, the, the, you know, the ushers, they all asked me to stop, but I didn't care. I was not going to sit there and tolerate that. And I think this gentleman's in the same boat. He realizes that he's going to have to live with himself. He's going to have to sleep at night with his conscience, knowing that they voted to enact the Satan Club to come and care for the uh, kids in the after-school program, and he did nothing to stop this? And was he alone? I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe there was a ton of people who showed up here. I have no idea. But he's the video we got from the American Defense of Traditional Family Property, and I'm inspired by it. I don't know if this person's Catholic. I think he's a person of faith. He said very clearly, his first statement was, I don't want to kneel to Nebuchadnezzar. This is the, the moment of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is the moment we must choose. Are you going to kneel to the, to the whims of this world? And this is why we are in a day and an age. I mean, think, go back 10 years, 20 years, 15 years. It doesn't take all that long before you realize, what happened? How do we... How do you get to a day where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we are seriously considering allowing the Satan Club to care for our kids? I mean, was that even possible two decades ago? Was that even possible? Would your parents have ever even considered this, tolerated this in any way, shape, or form? Your grandparents? Absolutely not. There's no way. It would never have even been considered, let alone come up for a vote or a discussion at a school board meeting. And yet here we are. We're not only here with the Satan Club trying to get their after-school program up and running, but we have Drag Queen Story Hour at libraries near you, where kids are going there and they're being manipulated in mass. There was an article out on the Epic Times today. Uh, the headline goes, Marxists seek to de destabilize American society through sexualization of young people. Tell me that's not what's going on. Tell me that's a conspiracy theory. With all of the drag queen story hours, with the perverse stuff that happens on your local cable news network or your local channels or your Netflix or, or whatever. It's happening all around us and all the time. Go, don't, I was going to say, watch the next Pride Parade. Don't do that, actually. That's bad advice. Don't do that. Don't do that. However, if you did, what you would see is lots of children witnessing the perversity of society in front of them devolve. But what happened? I mean, golly gee whiz, we have more people educated now than ever before in American history. Higher degrees. I mean, the average person has much more education and intelligence than ever before. And yet we have a society that is devolving back into paganism. Because that's where we're at now in the timeline of salvation history. The fullness of time is is at some point in our future, I don't know when, I'm not a prophet, I'm not the son of a prophet, I have no idea. But I can tell you this, our Lord said in today's gospel that he came not to judge, but to save us. And yet, like the criminals we are, like the guilty that we are, we are more afraid of his judgment than we are of receiving his mercy that would save us from his judgment. And here we are. And that time is coming. Judgment will happen. And people will go to hell.
We shouldn't want that. We shouldn't desire that. In fact, it's quite the opposite. That is our goal. Adrian? You know, I'm just thinking of, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of, you know, Christ talking about millstones being tied around people's necks and cast into the ocean for scandalizing the little ones. And I'm thinking, like, we are in a society where we're targeting the little ones. And I am just like, I'm just, I, I think about this often about how God in his love for the children, he does. He has to punish us. He has to punish nations. And in the traditional mass, and one of the prayers that's said at the beginning of mass is, "Don't look on us, like Lord, give us look on us with mercy, and not look on us in the same way that you look on the nations that are not holy." And I, I think about that because. We are literally targeting children with satanic clubs, with drag queen shows. We had a huge drag queen show in Fort Worth, Texas yesterday, I believe it was. And in Texas. In Texas. We're in Texas, Texas, all places. Texas. And in Fort Worth. And so that's, it's absolute insanity, and we yeah. have to pray. We have to fight against yeah. this. We can't just put our heads in the sand and pretend right. like it's not happening because the like people say it's a common phrase the only way evil can triumph is for good men to do nothing and the whole idea of a silent majority is gross to me because if we are the majority why are we not fighting back why are we not showing up in the public square and taking back what belongs to god and what belongs to the safety of our children because the time is going to pass and you're not going to have the opportunity to do it then so it's now or it's never and uh you know, saints are made for times such as these, and saints uh, don't just happen, people have to choose. They have to make that choice to be saints, and so we have to stand up against the perversities in our culture, and golly gee whiz, if you are at all on the fence about, I don't know, all this talk about how bad things are, they're considering the Satan Club! What more of a litmus test do you need to realize that the, that the, uh, the water is boiling? We better do something because our time is passing and we won't have a chance when that happens. Let us pray, let us fast, let us do penance, and let's make our voices heard. Maybe consider joining the American Defense for Tradition, Family, and Property at their next rally. Consider it. We'll be right back. What's concerning us? And E. Michael Jones is coming up next. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. Axios reports, DHS outlines plan to secure border after Title 42 is lifted. Under the new plan, DHS vows to increase resources, including personnel, transportation, medical support, and facilities to support border operations. That includes an increase of over 600 law enforcement personnel and agents from other government agencies to assist U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The department will also administer consequences for unlawful entry, including removal, detention, and prosecution. Officials said this would also include the use of expedited removal, detaining single adults when appropriate, and accelerating asylum adjudications in order, uh, in order to more quickly process and remove from the U.S. those who do not qualify for relief. Boston 7 uh, reports, nearly 60% of Americans now have antibodies from COVID-19 infection, the CDC study finds. By February, roughly 75% or 3 in 4 children under the age of 18 had developed antibodies to COVID-19, according to the study. The lowest increase was among adults 65 and older. The CDC estimates that 33% of seniors have been infected with the COVID-19 virus. The data comes from an ongoing study of blood samples sent to commercial laboratories across the U.S. Breitbart reports mid-drought, California Coastal Commission staff urges rejection of OC desalination project. Staff of the California Coastal Commission have recommended that a proposed desalination project in Orange County be rejected ahead of a deciding vote on May 12th, despite urgent water needs highlighted by an ongoing drought in the region. If the commission agrees with staff and rejects Poseidon's request to build a 50 million gallon a day desalination plant in Huntington Beach, the company would be out of options. The commission is the last agency to review and deal, reveal the deal, excuse me, and the upcoming public hearing is viewed as a make or break moment for the project first proposed in 1998. Company officials have said a no vote from the Coastal Commission would be a difficult hurdle to overcome. Justin News reports federal court dismisses all challenges to Texas abortion law, citizen enforcement provision. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals dismiss all challenges to Texas's Heartbeat Act private enforcement provision. Texas's law bans abortions after a heartbeat is detected, which is usually around six weeks of gestation. The law drew legal scrutiny in part due to a novel enforcement mechanism by which private citizens may sue anyone for assisting a woman in getting an abortion, including medical professionals. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God and all thanks. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Joining us once again by Zoom chat is Dr. E. Michael Jones, a prolific author, former professor. He wrote uh, Logos Rising, but as well as Libido Domini, uh, uh, Dominandi, uh, Sexual Liberation and Political Control. And he joins us now. Good morning to you, Dr. Jones. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. Praise be to God. It's good to have you back. It's been about a year since we've talked to you, so we're excited to have you back on our program. Uh, I Just the other day, I watched a documentary film on the Cold Fusion YouTube channel about artificial intelligence and how it's being used in, uh, today. And it asked a very disturbing question that we wanted to talk to you about. That question was this, quote, what if machines could feel empathy, care for us? or even fall in love with us? And more importantly, what if we grew to reciprocate those feelings? Close quote uh, from this documentary, which I think Adrian can post a link to that in our chat if anybody wants to check that out. But it was very disturbing to see how AI is being used or is being has grown to uh, really cross the ethical boundaries here. It does seem like a slippery slope. What say you, Dr. E. Michael Jones? 
Uh, that's preposterous what they just said. I mean, we have to understand, first of all, what is, what is the nature of a human being? Human being is a rational creature. What does that mean? First, first and foremost, it means that a human being has the ability to choose the good. That's what, that's what the moral law is. That's what practical reason is. It's choosing the good. Uh, no machine can choose the good. No machine can apprehend the good. Uh, no machine can choose the good. So if let me give you an example of what I know. I know uh, that my wife has a, a cell phone, and uh, we have Siri on the cell phone. And we can ask Siri. So she's a nice lady. I mean, she's got a nice female <laughs> voice. You know, I've kind of fallen in love with her. I miss her every time I take a trip without her. But uh, she'll tell us uh, how to get to where we want to go. Well, how, how does so Siri is making choices? How do, how does Siri make choices? Well, it, you find out if you go onto the map that she, she creates for you, and you'll see the road, and the road will be either green, red, or yellow. Okay, and that means basically that's the traffic. Uh, pattern at that road. I don't know how they do it, but they can tell you where the traffic is. So if you're heading into Chicago and you have to make a choice between uh, 90 and uh, 94, Siri will help you because she'll tell you if there's a traffic jam. She's not really making a choice here, okay? The choice has already been made before her. If there is a certain level of traffic Siri has to say red, and if she says red uh, on 94, you take 90. <laughs> this is not really choosing the good, okay? She has been told what is good. Siri has been told that green is good and red is bad. So she is not making choices. So if it's on this basic level that she is not choosing the good, then some machine cannot choose the good, some type of ultimate good, like saying, I love you. Uh, you meet another person. You're choosing to be with that person for the rest. This is preposterous. It's impossible. It's never going to happen. One of the uh, Some of the examples in this little documentary film on Cold Fusion's YouTube channel was how there was a lady who lost a, a very close male companion friend. And uh, so she was mourning his loss. And she had about 8,000 lines of text messages that she was rereading. And uh, just to kind of feel connected to him. So she got this idea that she could create a, an AI bot that would analyze these 8,000 lines of text and be able to mimic his responses. So she could have actual new live conversation with her deceased friend and the thoughts behind that. And this became so successful that it's now grown into a product line where people can create these bots based on text information and other information of, of people that they know, sort of recreating their thought process. Well, it's gotten to the point now where some of these people are saying they've actually grown to fall in love emotionally, have emotional commitments and, and attachments to, uh, to artificial intelligence and to these bots and we're seeing this uh, slippery slope go even further. I've seen companies starting to use this technology for more sexually perverse uh, applications as well. It seems like the world has gotten to the point where it's embracing technology for t technology's sake, rather a means to an end. Uh, how do you respond to that? Well, if you're, if you're programming this 
these uh, responses. Okay, you've got some something that your husband wrote or sent you love letters or something like that, and then you program into a computer, and then the computer spits it back out at you. You're basically talking to yourself. And I think this is this is what's the heart of what we're talking about. We're talking about a kind of narcissism that is pervasive in our society. Uh, the, the classic example is is homosexuality, which is a kind of narcissism where basically you you're you're falling in love with yourself. You're falling in love with some a person who is of the same gender as yourself because you have difficulty relating to actual other people, members of the opposite sex. It's complicated by other factors as well, but that's what you're talking about. So in a situation like this, uh, what, what you're creating is uh, a robot. Uh, and you can, uh, if you're talking about sexual perversity, you can create a sex robot, uh, which you can have sex with, which would be a form of masturbation, which would be another form of, of narcissism. So whenever you're involved in this thing, you never break out of that circle of your own consciousness. Uh, and what is the point of relationships? <laughs> They're doing the exact opposite. <laughs> and the most fundamental, the basic relationship uh, as an adult that you have is choosing a spouse, which is the fundamental thing that kind of confers being on you or sometimes you're nobody till somebody loves you as dean martin used to say <laughs> and this is the moment it has to be someone else someone else that you fall in love with who loves you back and confers being on you and creates the person a, a much better person in other words in order to do this you have to break out of the narcissism that the computer is creating for you we're just down to a, a couple of minutes here before we go to a quick break. We're talking with Dr. E. Michael Jones about the ethics of AI and the slippery slope based on this uh, this documentary. I saw. It seems to be we're, we're headed towards transhumanism. Would you say that's true? No, you can't do it. It's not going to work. I mean, this is uh, there's a guy who's uh, the world's. Uh, smartest guy. His name is Noel uh, Ju uh, uh, Juval Harari. He's an Israeli, and he talks about trans uh, transhumanism. No, you, you're not going to get beyond human beings. You, you can't go beyond being. You can mutilate being. Uh, you let, let's take a step back from transhumanism. How about transgenderism? Do you really become? Uh, uh, if you're a born a male, do you really become a female? Uh, do you think that uh, that cute chick, Rachel Levine, would you want to go out <laughs> on a date with her? Uh, no, you wouldn't, because you realize as soon as you see her, well, wait a minute, why is that fat guy wearing a dress? Because you cannot change what you are. You can <laughs> mutilate what you are, but you can't change what you are. And that's that's the fundamental reality that we're coming uh, up against yeah. right now. You you can live you can live in a world of illusion if you want to. You can shoot your body full of hormones, but you're still the same person that you were before. Amen. Hold that thought, Doctor E. Michael Jones is our guest. We're talking about the ethics of artificial intelligence and the slippery slope. Uh, we'll be right back. More is coming up next.
Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. We're talking with Dr. E. Michael Jones about the ethics of artificial intelligence. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Jones. Good to have you on again. Um, Thank you. So it just—it seems crazy to me that we're seeing artificial intelligence used in some wild and crazy ways, similar to we see like uh, the use of of science or medical advances in in ways that are really beyond the pale of what is ethical. Um, it seems like AI is is a, a wild frontier, and there are no checks and balances. Would you say that's true or no? No, no. There's there are checks and balances. Let, let's just go back to uh, the, the the COVID pandemic. What, what what was the lesson of the COVID, COVID pandemic? It's basically that you have an immune system, uh, and if you rely on your if you relied on your immune system rather than this vaccine, you're a lot better off now than you were before. That's that's the message. There is a stability to being. God, that's God's creation. God created it with a stability that you can't change. As I said before, you can mutilate yourself. But you can't turn yourself into a woman because every single cell in your body is is male and and there's nothing you can do about it. So what what you see here is a, a campaign uh, to promote narcissism among the general population. And the classic example is superhero movies. I mean, you're just you're this this fat blob who sits and texts all day in front of a computer screen. and can hardly walk across the room. But you are really in your deepest soul, a superhero who can jump over buildings. This is it's time to break with these illusions, these debilitating illusions and get back to reality. And being is the ultimate reality. That's why that's why I wrote Logos Rising. The ultimate reality is being. Okay, and being was created by God and it has a stability and your happiness depends on understanding that and conforming your will to his to his will as manifested in creation. Dr. Jones, That's what I'm saying. Dr. Jones, you know, it's very interesting because 
I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this whole technology thing and the movement to try to this transgender movement, transhumanist movement, all these different kind of ideas. And it made me think, uh, what exactly is technology and what is it for? It's a tool. It's 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 like a like a hammer. It's like there are people there are people who say that well we don't need we don't need workers because we have computers. This is like saying, you know, what well, we don't need hands because we have hammers. It's never going to work out that way. There is always there is a fundamental stability to being to reality. And it's, this is not going to change it. It will make us more effective. Look, I'm glad that I have Siri telling me that there's a traffic jam. OK, but I'm not going to fall in love with her or think that it's some type of other human being or that it's more than it is. The crucial issue now is who controls technology. That's the crucial issue. And the crucial issue we faced recently was who controls communication technology. Because basically, we are being cut off from talking to each other by people who have now a total say over what we're allowed to say. What needs to happen right now, I hope that Elon Musk does something good uh, with taking over Twitter. But basically, what we need to have is this communication technology nationalized, which is to say, if it's legal, then you're allowed to say it. And, uh, okay, the law determines what we're allowed to say. That means the First Amendment determines what we're allowed to say. It doesn't mean, for example, that the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, comes in and, and basically ruins your life because they don't like what you're saying. Or we just saw the same situation, type of situation in Canada. The noose is getting tighter. We have to be able to... Uh, uh, rely on government to protect us. That's why, uh, to get into another topic that you just sort of mentioned here, that's why what Ron DeSantis uh, uh, do, is doing against Disney, reigning Disney in Florida, is really important. This is a really important issue, and I hope he succeeds in turning this into a national movement. Because that's the issue with technology. It's not that it has a mind of its own. The question is, who controls it? Yes, that's a great point. That's actually what I wanted to get into is, uh, you know, it, bringing up Ron DeSantis is a, a great example because Disney, a company from Burbank, California, is affecting or attempting to affect change in, in Florida. That's, that's an overstep. That's an overreach. Uh, but I'm thinking, you know, I'm young enough to remember when the Internet first became readily available in everybody's house. You know, you could get an AOL diskette and bring it home and connect to the Internet for the first time in, in the 90s. And ever since then, we've seen an avalanche of technology. Just it's uncontrollable. And you know, when when we talk about artificial intelligence, and we think about you know, you mentioned narcissism, and people will eventually become aware of this by the grace of God. But outside of that, what do you think needs to happen to rein these technologies in so that they are not damaging the culture? The gov government has to take control. Every time you have a new technology, you have an unprecedented situation. So in the 19th century, the new technology was railroads. Mm. And the railroads, uh, when they first got started, you can read The Octopus, uh, a novel by Frank Norris about this. They're going to come to you. You're a farmer. you got goods you need to ship. And they're going to say, we're going to charge whatever the market can bear. And you have one choice. It's the only railroad. And you got to pay. Well, no, you can't do that. 
You can't do that. You are a utility. Your invention has to be subordinated to the common good. That's exactly what's happened. And the institution that does this is government. Now, we have been uh, wrecked in many ways intellectually by libertarianism, which is basically, oh, you're free to do anything. No, you're free to buy drugs and buy pornography or whatever it is, uh, because that's what the rich and powerful want to do, you to do to stay docile. That's an illusion. And we've been crippled, intellectually crippled by this libertarian illusion. We need government to represent the people. And that's why this DeSantis thing is so important. Okay, because Disney was just drunk with power. I, I said this five years ago. I don't know whether Governor DeSantis is listening to my videos, but I said exactly the same thing five years ago about Mike Pence in Indiana. He passes the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in Indiana, and Mark Benioff shows up. Who is Mark Benioff? He's the head of Salesforce. He lives in San Francisco. He shows up in Indianapolis and says, you've got to change your law. Now, if Pence were intelligent, he would have said, uh, Mr. Benioff, which part of Indiana do you come from? Uh, oh, you're from San Francisco. Well, who gave you the right to change the laws of the state of Indiana? This is exactly what Ron DeSantis is doing with Disney and the people in Burbank. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting to me because we were just talking in the last segment about the movement of having these drag queen story times for children and these satanic clubs at uh, elementary schools and middle schools uh, all across America. Louisiana had one and uh, Fort Worth in Texas had a, a drag queen show. And these things are becoming more and more popular. And it's, it's we have this natural aversion as, quote unquote, conservatives to, uh, you know, we uh, don't get involved in Government shouldn't be involved. And why is that not a raw, proper look at it? And how is it not communism, as people would accuse it of being? What? You mean the government representing the people? That's communism? No, that's the opposite of communism. This shows you the, the bankruptcy of the big media. They immediately started attacking DeSantis because they knew. They, let's face it. They're all paid to do the bidding of the rich and the powerful. Someone yanked this lady's chain and she wrote an article calling DeSantis a communist. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is not communism. Communism was a small group of people. The Bolsheviks took over an entire country and ran it uh, basically according to their principles. This is grassroots democracy. This is exactly what happened in Virginia. Okay? This was the, the, the basic culture wars grassroots where the lady uh, parents come to a PTA meeting and they say, wait a minute, well, let me read you what is being read to my children. And she starts reading this basically pedophilic pornography. And the, the head of the school board says, no, don't, don't, don't read that. You're, 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 we're not, you're breaking the law. Well, wait a minute, why is it being read to my children? And so that led to an uprising. And then the stupid Democratic governor of Virginia uh, said parents have no rights when it comes to determining what goes on in their schools, which was an honest statement. I'm sure he believed that. But it got him diselected. The Republicans jumped on that. Now, let's hope that they follow through on this. But there is a widespread grassroots uprising against something that is patently either repug morally repugnant or totally absurd. And I'm talking about the homosexual transgender agenda. Nobody wants this. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, uh, may, uh, the, the minority that wants this is so small that they're going to be swept away if we have representative government. 
We're down to just a minute and a half now with E. Michael Jones. But one thing that uh, you're talking about that kind of comes to my mind is the, the role of states versus the federal government. To be frank, I, I would be very concerned if the federal government was in charge of Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Um, already we're seeing how they protect uh, the, the censorship that goes on on those platforms. They, even the Republicans have done nothing to push back, not removing the Title uh, 230 protections that they have, versus states that are taking uh, action right now. Wouldn't you want to see uh, the states play a key role in that versus the federal government? you got about 60 seconds. Yeah, this is the Catholic principle of subsidiarity. The states have been destroyed by this federal overreach, and now we're seeing the cunning of reason. The state, state power is coming back across the country. This is a good thing. It's a healthy reaction. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to have you back to have a greater conversation about that. I think that could go on for another hour or so, but we're basically out of time now. Dr. E. Michael Jones has been our guest. It's been good to have you back. Praise be to God. You're on fire. Uh, how can people uh, follow you? What's the best place to go? Go to culturewars.com. All my books, Libido Dominandi, you mentioned it. It's available at culturewars.com. Logos Rising, available at culturewars.com. And check out our playlist on the Catholic Drive Time channel for our conversations previously with E. Michael Jones. We had a great conversation about the French Revolution on that on our channel there, so check that out. But Dr. E. Michael Jones, God bless you. God love you. Have a great day, sir. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Praise be to God. Thank you all for joining us. If you can and are able, join us in the next hour. As always, we have a good time in the second hour. We play our game. We have prizes at stake. And plus, we'll have a wonderful after show on our live video feeds, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey, Rumble. We're even on Truth Social now. And who knows, maybe even Twitter will come back and we'll have a good time there too. You can find all the links on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org. 
Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March I'm Macy from St. Teresa's in Sugarland. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be out with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, April the 27th, 2022. Can you believe May is like, if I sneeze, it'll be May. I mean, that's how close we are. Please it seems, don't do that, Joe. It seems rather insane that we're, like, it's just flying by. It's going to be 2023 before you know it. Hmm. Whew, my mind is blown. And by the way, it is the 200th uh, anniversary of the birth of Ulysses S. Grant. That was 200 years ago? 200 years ago. Dang. Doesn't that seem crazy, 200 years ago? Huh. Not all that long ago, really, in the grand scheme of things. But, uh, yeah. Our so, country is not very old. No, it is not, and it is struggling big time. Lots to pray for, fast, and do penance for. But uh, we had an interesting conversation with Ian Michael Jones last hour. It's been about a year since he's been on the program. And uh, lots of stuff in the news that we covered in the last hour. This hour, we're going to be a little bit more upbeat. Praise be to God. We have our good news segment coming up. We also have uh, our Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. We have a little reflection that we always do on that. And then, of course, we have fear and trembling. But, you know, I do have... We talk about prizes, right? We give out prizes on fear and trembling every week. But I have great news. Uh, remember how we interviewed uh, Mr... Shurlovich. Shurlovich, yes. Elon Shurlovich of Agard Watches out of Hollywood, Florida. Really awesome interview. I suggest you check it out. It on was a good channel. interview. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we now have a $300 gift certificate to give away to one lucky Catholic Drive Time listener. Wow. So you could buy a women's watch, a men's watch, 
Uh, those are really the only two category uh, options. How would you put that site? watch onto no. your robot girlfriend? You can't. Dang. And nor should you, by the way. There's no, uh, there's no BIPOC, um, yeah. pansexual <laughs> no. watch <laughs> options. No. It's very simple. You get male or female on his website. There's mm, not a yeah. section for like 672 different nope. options? Mm -mm. Just male and female. Ah. In the beginning, God made them male and female. So uh, I see. But we huh. have we have a three hundred dollar we have a we have a three hundred dollar <laughs> gift certificate courtesy of Agard Watches and our friend Mike the Brickwall, one of our CDT insiders, has given us this gift and we are going to be giving it away to one of you. So if you would like a an opportunity to own a three hundred dollar watch, uh, courtesy of our friend Mike and Agard Watches, well praise be to God, stick around. You're going to want to be on our email list to get the instructions. So you need to go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT, and sign up for the CDT Insider email list, where I will send you the instructions on what you must do to get your chance to win a $300 watch from Agard Watches. So I'll send that Thursday. I send it Thursday most of the time. Thursday, so be ready on the email list. If you want a chance to win $300 watch from Agard, then go to the website, grn online.com forward slash CDT and look for the CDT Insider email link. And if you sign up, guess what? I also will uh, send you the talk by Father Bill Casey. It's a great talk, very passionate talk by Father Bill Casey on the state of the union of the church and what you need to do about it. And uh, it's a very inspirational talk. You're going to get a lot out of it. And that's just a thank you for signing up. And you also might win a $300 watch from Agard. Praise be to God. So again, go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Be on that email so that I can send you the instructions of what you can do to possibly win. We're going to pray. We're going to jump in and get started. Uh, hopefully you'll be joining us this hour for the whole hour in the after show as well on one of our live video feeds also linked up on the website. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And let me ask you this. How far would you go for your neighbors? Epic Times reports man with passion for old, unusual cars drives world's smallest car and raises funds for charity. A British man with a passion for old and unusual cars struck gold when he found the Peel P50's replica. After buying it, he started using the tiny car for his daily commute. Soon, the people-pleasing car became his vessel for a 1,500-mile record-breaking journey, raising thousands in funds for charity. Alex Orkin from Sussex, Sussex, England, became interested in the 1960s-era Peel P50 microcar back in 2005 after seeing the British TV show Top Gear. They're so rare and sought after, they can go for over 100,000 pounds, which is about $128,000 US nowadays. So uh, I realized I was never going to be able to get one, he said. But years and years later, companies started companies started appearing. One called P50 Cars, based in London, actually replicates the P Peel P50. So I decided I'd get a replica. Alex bought his replica on eBay in 2018 from a man whose then-expectant wife had insisted on selling it because the tiny one-seater vehicle was no good for a growing family. 
Describing the little car, which has been listed on the 2010 Guinness World Records book, is the smallest production car ever made. Alex said, I think it's a hilarious little car. You've got two wheels in the front and one at the back. You've got a little motorbike engine, and I love the single headlight at the front. I think people love the car, and children love it because it's amusing to look at. Alex began driving his Peel 50 around his village to work and then to the stores, delighting passerby with the unusual sight. But soon he started craving a bigger adventure. Millions have traversed the full length of Great Britain, from John O'Groats in Scotland to, to Land's End in southwest England, on foot, by bicycle, or in a car, but nobody has ever made the journey in a Peel P50, and Alex wanted to be the first one to do so. He set off from John O'Groats on November 13, 2021, squeezing his 5'11 frame into the tiny vehicle and driving for three weeks straight. He says, sometimes I drove up to 100 miles a day, and that was really hard going. It's pretty hard on my legs, he recalled. But because people love seeing the car so much, the kind that kind of kept me going. Alex's record-breaking journey was an adventure in of itself, but it was also a charity fundraiser for Children in Need, a UK-based charity that fundraises annually in November, the same month as Alex's trip. He reached Land's End on December 4th, raising over 11,000 pounds, approximately $14,000 in, in the U.S., in sponsorships and donations for his chosen cause. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Osana of Kataro. Osana was born in the village of Relisi in Zeta to an Eastern Orthodox priestly family. You know, those Eastern schismatics. The family named Cossack and was baptized Giovanni, Giovanna in that tradition. Her father was a priest and her uncle was a monk who later became an Eastern Orthodox bishop of Zeta. Her grandfather and her great-grandfather were also Orthodox priests, because if you didn't know, Orthodox priests can get married and have kids. She was a shepherdess in her youth and developed the habit of spending her solitary hours in prayer. A story says that one day while watching the flock, she saw a child lying asleep on the grass. Attracted by its beauty, she went to pick up the baby, but it disappeared, leaving Osana with a feeling of great loneliness. Osana continued to witness these apparitions. When she was 14 years old, her visions began to be followed by an odd desire to travel to the coastal Venetian town of Cataro in Albania, where she felt that she could pray better. Her mother did not understand, but grudgingly arranged a position for Osana as a servant to the wealthy Catholic Buka family, who allowed the girl as much time as she wished to, church, to visit churches. In Kataro, Asana abandoned Eastern Orthodoxy and converted to Roman Catholicism, praise be to God, and took the name Katerina. Asana learned to read and write during her free time. She read religious books in both Latin and Italian, especially the Bible. In her late teens, Osana felt a call to live the life of an anchoress. Her spiritual director had her walled up in a cell built near St. Bartholomew's Church in Kataro. It had a window through which Osana could hear Mass and another window to which people would occasionally come to ask for prayers or give food. Katerina made the customary promises of stability and the door was sealed. After an earthquake destroyed her first hermitage, she moved to a cell at St. Paul's Church and became a Dominican tertiary. Taking the name Osana in memory of Blessed Osana of Mantua, she would follow the Dominican rule for the last 52 years of her life. A group of Dominican sisters took up residence near her and would consult her for guidance, and they came to consider her their leader. Osana soon had so many followers that a convent was founded for them. 
In her tiny cell, it is said that Osana received many visions. These included Christ as an infant, the Blessed Virgin, and several saints. Once the devil appeared to her in the form of the Blessed Virgin and told her to modify her penances. But by obedience to her confessor, Osana managed to penetrate this disguise and vanquish this enemy. The incorrupt body of Osana was kept in the Church of St. Paul until 1807 when the French army converted the church into a warehouse. She died in 1565. Blessed Osana of Kataro, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light so that his works might not be exposed but whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works might be clearly seen as done in God the gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ St. Augustine said quote many have loved their sins many have confessed them God accuseth thy sins. If thou accuse them too, thou art joined to God. Thou must hate thine own work and love the work of God in thee. The beginning of good works is the confession of evil works, and then thou dost the truth, not soothing, not flattering thyself. And thou art come to the light, because this very sin in thee, which displeaseth thee, would not displease thee. Did not God shine upon thee, and his truth shew it unto thee? And let those even who have sinned only by word or thought, or who have only exceeded in things allowable, do the truth by making confession, and come to the light by performing good works. Close quote. St. Augustine, pray for us. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, uh, one thing, John chapter 1, you know, the prologue, let's read at the end of the traditional Mass every day, it said in verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. I was thinking about this passage because Cornelius Halopide, when he talks about this, he says, God, he shows that none of those who are in error will submit to the truth unless a man will first persuade himself to lead a correct life, and that no one will persist in unbelief unless he be wholly given up to wickedness. What is being said here is that because Christ is the light, we cannot adhere to true doctrine if we do not live a correct life. If we have moral degradation, then our beliefs will follow. Because lex orandi, lex credendi, lex vivendi, which is the law of prayer, is the law of belief, is the law of our lives. And that is very, very profound statement because 
the way we pray, it directly corresponds to what we believe and how we believe. And what we believe and how we believe affects the way we live our lives, or at least it should. And the reverse is also true. If we live our lives with wickedness, but we claim to believe, over time, our beliefs will start to erode and will be less and less until we have no belief left. And so we have to live the faith. And if for some reason we are having some uncertainties, well, by living the faith, we can shore up, we can build up a wall that protects us from those onslaughts of the devil. So just remember that today, the law of prayer is a law of belief is the law of how we live our lives. Is our prayer uh, strong? Is our belief strong? Is the way we live strong? Are they consistent with one another? Are they directed toward the glory of God? Are we doing as our Lord has asked us to do? And just contemplate that today. The law of belief, the law of prayer, the law of living, all are tied together and direct us to the heavenly kingdom. It's time for the law of playing the game, fear and trembling, which means you have to call by law, 877-757-9424. That phone line is open and available. If you have never played, it's an opportunity to win prizes. Praise be to God. It's a lot of fun and very little risk. All right, so that's the, that's the insider baseball there. But you do need to make a phone call, 877-757-9424. Call right now. Rudy Carlos is standing by to take your call right now at 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to Apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes, and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you, and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of Fear and Trembling, (laughs) the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation 
by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have secrets and agendas. Uh, but you're not allowed to tell anybody. You have to keep this just between us, all right? So, uh, you know, keep it close to the chest, you know what I'm saying? But there are a few things we like to do during the game. Number one, we like to teach the faith. And you might learn something. Praise be to God. Something new you didn't know before. It's, it's, the bragging rights are going to be amazing. And then, of course, we like to laugh. We like to have a good time. And our callers are absolutely the best. They laugh with us, and we enjoy that most. And, of course, we give out prizes, which makes this a winner for everyone involved. But here's the kicker. If you're new here... I will explain. I do have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me. Uh, all right, two and a half, technically. But uh, I'm not, neither way, I am not going to be asking our caller these questions. Instead, I will ask Rudy. I will ask Adrian. One of which will be correct. The other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? One, of, As I said, one will be correct, the other will be incorrect, and every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. What could they win, Rudy? Except no substitutions, Joe. There Nine, is only zero. one Ouch. coffee cup of divine providence. Mm, amen, okay? brother. And you can go in there today, praise be to God, you could. to win it's possible. this week mm-hmm. our prize. Yeah. Holy playing cards. Wow. All right. Holy playing cards are a fantastic way to cultivate an appreciation for the saints among your friends. Also, your loved ones. Everybody loves playing cards, okay? You can all do this while enjoying your favorite card games. Cards feature beautiful works of art representing 45 unique saints, plus reverent depictions for Christ as the king of cards. Let's restore the kingship of Christ. Please mm. check out their website. You can get yourself a set, even, at uh, holyplayingcards.com. Yeah. But just don't make me play 52 pick. I know, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I hate yeah. that game. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a cool game, especially for families, right? Yeah. Get your kids to memorize yeah. the saints. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah, they have a website. You can go and read the biography of every saint in the cards. That's neat. Holyplayingcards.com. God love you. You're the best. Thank you for doing it. All right, let's go to the phones. Rick, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Praise be to God. Rick, where are you calling from? Um, north of Houston in Spring. The great metropolis of Spring, Texas. I know the area very well. It's my, it's my hometown up there. Uh, where do you go to church, Rick? Uh, Christ the Good Shepherd. Christ the Good Shepherd. I know it very well. I've been there many a time. Praise be to God. And uh, Rick, are you familiar with how this game works, sir? Yes, sir, I am. I played about a year ago. Has it been a year? Did you win? I'm just curious. Uh, I got all three right, but I didn't win the drawing. Ouch. That's probably not my fault, Rick. I'd blame Adrian if I were you. I blame but, Dominion voting system. <laughs> we will have another chance, Rick. I, I, I'm looking at the questions here. I, this is pretty easy. I'm going to say today is reasonably easy for another perfect score. Are you ready to play? Yes, sir. Now, just between us. Rudy is very tricky. That's not true. So it's not true, Joe. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Never swing at the uh, low right-hand corner. I'm just just saying it out loud. All right, we will start as is our tradition, our patrimony, our custom, with Rudy Carlos. Good morning, wow. to Rudy. Good morning, Joe. 
It's good to see you. Hey, it's good to see you, too. I noticed you're not wearing your green tie, so probably not very confident today. Well... Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Are you... He's wearing his red tie. Clearly, he's ready. Are you... <laughs> are you sure? This is actually maroon, and that means I'm really ready. Giga Maggie's. All right, let's do this. What's that? Rudy, can you tell me... This is a tricky question. Does the Bible contain all that God has revealed to man? Now, at my good old-fashioned revival church, we believe sola scriptura. So you better believe everything is revealed in the Bible. Do they say it just like that, even in California? Glory, amen, they I say. say. In California, that's how they that's say it. That's right. He's been going to California. That's years. right. Yikes. That's the accent we have back in Burbank. In Burbank, California. That's right. Uh-huh. We handle snakes. Do you? Yeah. That's in the Bible? Exactly. Okay. Hey, now. Uh, let's just see. Let's get a second opinion, Rick. Uh, Adrian, good morning to you. That's me. I'm glad we've discussed this before. You know, I mean, it's happened. There's been mistakes. There have been, haven't there? Okay, can you tell me, does the Bible contain all that God has revealed? There is a term mm-hmm. in sacred theology. Yes. It's called partum partum. Partum And that partum. means the answer is no. Partum partum means no. And, well, that doesn't translate to no, but it means no in this context. <laughs> okay. So the dynamic equivalent is no. Your dynamic equivalence means that no, the Bible does not contain all the God. Okay, I see. All right, Rick. What did you say? There's your choices. Is it, as Adrian says, no, it does not contain all that God has revealed? Or is it, yes, according to Rudy Carlos? Who is right? Who is wrong? Rick, what say you? Uh, not positive, but I'm going to go with Adrian. <laughs> yeah, wow! That shows a master level there, Rick. I mean, not only did you get the answer right, but you masterfully did so in a way that does not fan the flame of Adrian Fonseca's ego. Don't worry. Oof. I know what you meant. You meant that you're is, 100% certain that I was right. That is masterful, Rick. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, you wouldn't have to turn very far. Even St. John says this very explicitly in the, towards the end of his gospel. Do as Adrian says. Is it, no, he doesn't. Not, <laughs> that's that's it, maybe the, the NAB version. That's the dynamic equivalent translation. That's the NAB version, but in the original Douay Rames, Latin Vulgate versions, it said uh, not everything Jesus did or said was, was written down. But That's these true. things, just for your, for your sake. So That's there true. you go. All right. Praise be to God. Question number two. You're in the cup, Rick. You can win. It's possible. But we're going to go to Adrian for this one. Adrian, tricky question. Oh, no. For what oh, mass no. what, what mass does the priest wear black? Well, isn't he wearing his cassock at every mask? I see. I, you're, I, I, I we're just talking okay. about okay. the vestments. Oh, okay, okay, the vestments. Tricky, Adrian. Okay. That would be a requiem mass or mm-hmm. a mass for the dead. I see. Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable. Requiem, mass for the dead. But let's go to Rudy. Rudy, good morning to you. Can you tell me what mass does the priest wear black? I do declare. Well, wow. our priest he wears black for our. A black tie gala, parish gala, that is. What? Where? Where? where what's the accent from? I'm just curious. Oh, is for that well. South Carolina. I, I happen to be from Virginia? Our Lady of the Estate. <laughs> Our Lady of the Estate. What was your answer? I've, I've forgotten. Um, 
for the Black Tie Gala. But, oh, the Black Tie Gala is your... Which I'm not allowed song. to go to. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> the only one from Maroon Tie. Well, Rick, let's put all the shenanigans to the side. Is uh, the, the priest wearing black for the Black Tie Gala, as uh, Rudy seems to think, or is it the Requiem Mass, as Adrian seems to think? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Rick, what say you? I'm happy to go with Adrian. Wow. Happy? Do you have to be happy? I mean, do you feel obligated to be happy? One does not have to be happy, but what still What a brilliant man Rick is. Rick is clearly a handsome man. Can you a, tell? Uh, well, voice, a, clearly he's well-loved. <laughs> yeah. He's a uh-huh. very intelligent man. High yes. IQ. Yes. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Okay. You know, it is, in fact, a requiem mass, but a trickier wrong answer would have been at the veneration of the Holy Cross on Good Friday, where they also wear black vestments. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that would have been That tricky. is true. But he didn't go with that. He went with mm. Black Thigh Gala from someplace in Virginia. I don't even know what you were talking declare. about. All right, okay. You're in for two. Praise be to God. I think we're going to go with a perfect score here, because this is easily the easiest question of the day. Uh, we're going to go back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, man? What, can, can you tell me? What expression, meaning do save, greeted Christ as he entered Jerusalem in triumph? You look to your left. Okay. You look to your right. Uh Uh-huh. And you just see palm fronds flying through the air. Palm fronds? Landing on the feet. Palm fronds. At the feet. It's like like chocolate bonbons. Of the cult. What's a palm fronds? Palm fronds. does Dunkin' Donuts sell palm fronds? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they do in Florida. Okay. And everybody is going bananas. They're going buck wild and they're saying, I Hosanna! Like Hosanna! It's, so what was your answer? Hosanna. Because uh, I got lost at bananas and chocolate. I'm, I'm setting the stage okay. for you. I see. Everybody's so Hosanna. Hosanna. We're going buck wild. All right. Well, speaking of which, let's go to Adrian. Adrian, can you tell me what expression, meaning, do save, greeted Christ, as he entered Jerusalem in triumph. That's a term that we're finally able to use now. Yeah. That would be Alleluia. Oh, Alleluia. Alleluia. Doesn't include bananas or chocolate. No bananas or chocolates. Well, Rick, here, I guess this is trickier than I thought. Is do save? Does it mean, uh, is that the, the, the greeting Alleluia, as Adrian says? Or is it Hosanna, as Rudy says? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Rick, from Houston, what say you? Adrian. No, go the other way. Go the other way. Oh! <laughs> gotcha. I'm sorry, Rick. Adrian's gotcha. right stuff. And look what sorry. he does to you. Mea culpa. It's Hosanna. All shenanigans. The correct answer is Hosanna. But, Rick, you're in for two. Praise be to God. And your chances are great this week. Thank you for playing our game, Rick, having a laugh with us today. We're very grateful to you. We're going to put you on hold, Rick. God bless you. Uh, that's going to do it for the radio side of our show today. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. But if you can, hang out with us in the after show where we get a lot more casual and you get to drive that. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And sign up for our email list. You might win a $300 watch. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time.
Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Wednesday of the second week of Easter. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Ye watchers and ye holy ones, bright seraph, cherubim, and thrones, raise the glad strain, hallelujah. Cry out, dominions, princedoms, powers, virtues, archangels, angels, choirs, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to, to Almighty, Almighty God, God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. As we recall year by year the mysteries by which, through the restoration of its original dignity, human nature has received the hope of rising again, we earnestly beseech your mercy, Lord, that what we celebrate in faith we may possess in unending love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The high priest rose up and all his companions, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy laid hands upon the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, the angel of the Lord opened the doors of the prison, led them out and said, Go and take your place in the temple area and tell the people everything about this life. 
When they heard this, they went to the temple early in the morning and taught. When the high priest and his companions arrived, they convened the Sanhedrin, the full senate of the children of Israel, and sent to the jail to have them brought in. But the court officers who went did not find them in the prison. So they came back and reported, We found the jail securely locked and the guards stationed outside the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. When the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests heard of this report, they were at a loss about them as to what this would come to. Then someone came in and reported to them, The men whom you put in prison are in the temple area and are teaching the people. Then the captain and the court officers went and brought them, but without force, because they were afraid of being stoned by the people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy and your faces may not blush with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress he saved him. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come toward the light, so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
his apostolic exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel, where he speaks about evangelization, Pope Francis reminds us Christians about the importance of the kerygma or the proclamation and returning to it in the work of evangelization. Uh, the word kerygma is just a fancy Greek word that essentially means the proclamation or the first proclamation. And it's a reference to how the early Christians were evangelizing, which is to say that they would memorize relatively short, pithy statements that contained the essential message of the gospel, the message that was at the core of salvation, which also then communicates what is most essential, beautiful, and attractive about our faith. Today's gospel that we hear from John 3.16 is one of the most famous uh, kerygmas of the church, which is, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. And that one sentence is really contained uh, the good news of salvation. The Father sent his Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world from sin and to open up the pathway to heaven or the pathway to, way to life. And when we think of this evangelization technique of proclaiming the kerygma, it really is a reminder that, you know, in anything in life where we're trying to explain people something or we're trying to invite people to something, you always want to start with what is most essential or most important about what it is that you are doing. You know, imagine if you were trying to invite someone who had no idea about the game of basketball, you would explain to them, well, what you're trying to do is advance the ball down the court either by passing it or dribbling it, and then you're trying to shoot it into the basket. You wouldn't start by explaining to them some obscure rule like the five-second rule and say, well, if you're holding on to the ball and the defender's within two feet of you, you either have to dribble, pass, or shoot within five seconds, or the ball gets turned over to the other side. It's, it's a true rule, it's a good rule, but it is not the essence or what makes basketball attractive to play. Similarly, when we speak about the gospel, you can imagine if you were to go up to someone at the gas station and tap them on the shoulder and say, I would like to explain to you the difference between a plenary and a temporal indulgence, it likely wouldn't be the most exciting starting point to get them enthused about our Catholic faith. And this is kind of precisely the point with the kerygma. It's a way for we Christians to be, in a sense, um, on the offensive, but really to be inviting, to be engaging, and to present what truly is at the heart of the message that we believe in. The Father sent his Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save it, and to open up for us the pathway to eternal life. In particular, in this season of Easter, where we are celebrating with great joy the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, this is precisely the reality that we are calling to mind and in a very particular way, and precisely the one that we also hope is filling us with joy and enthusiasm, which also in itself becomes a very attractive witness to the gospel. And so today, my brothers and sisters, as we go forward, let us ask God for the grace that we too would be partakers of the new evangelization that we would have ourselves memorize some of these uh, charismatic statements to be able to share or to propose to people to invite them into the gift of faith, into the gift of coming to know who Jesus is. And let us ask that the good news of the gospel would truly penetrate our hearts and our lives, that we would be 
filled with peace and joy, which also then is a very attractive gift to want to lead people to the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and toward his resurrection. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, filled with paschal joy, let us pray more earnestly to God that he who graciously listened to the prayers and supplications of his beloved Son may now be pleased to look upon us in our lowliness. For the shepherds of our souls, that they may have the strength to govern wisely the flock entrusted to them by the Good Shepherd, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the whole world, that it may truly know the peace given by Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our brothers and sisters who suffer, that their sorrow may be turned to gladness, which no one can take from them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our own community, for all those joining us online and through radio, that it may bear witness with great confidence to the resurrection of Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for all those who have asked for our prayers, and for those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. O God, who know that our life in this present age is subject to suffering and need, hear the desires of those who cry to you, and receive the prayers of those who believe in you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hail thee, festival day, blessed day that art hallowed forever, day whereon Christ arose, breaking the kingdom of death. Lo, the fair beauty of earth, from the death of the winter arising, Every good gift of the year here now with its master returns. Hail thee, festival day, blessed day that art hallowed forever, day whereon Christ arose, breaking the kingdom of death. God, the All-Father, the Lord, who rulest the earth and the heavens, guard us from harm without, cleanse us from evil within. Hail thee, festival day, blessed day that art hallowed forever. Day whereon Christ arose, breaking the kingdom of death. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O God, who by the wonderful exchange effected in this sacrifice have made us partakers of the one supreme Godhead, Grant, we pray, that as we have come to know your truth, we may make it ours by a worthy way of life, through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation. At all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But in this time above all to lodge you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb, who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying he has destroyed our death, and by rising restored our life. Therefore, Overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic host sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Pleni sunt celia terra, Gloria tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. similar way when supper was ended he took the chalice and giving you thanks he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples saying take this all of you and drink from it for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins do this in memory of me Mystery of faith, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, 
we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession we rely for your failing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, and Michael our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Pray chapter salutaribus moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus dicere. Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, Sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, Sed liberados amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, cui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis, 
Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Alleluia, sing to Jesus, is the scepter, is the throne. Alleluia, is the triumph, is the victory alone. Hark the songs of peaceful Zion, thunder like a mighty flood. Jesus, out of every nation, hath redeemed us by his blood. Alleluia, not as orphans are we left in sorrow now. Alleluia, he is near us, faith believes nor questions how. Though the cloud from sight received him when the forty days were o'er, shall our hearts forget his promise? I am with you evermore. Alleluia, bread of angels, thou on earth our food, our stay. Alleluia, hear the sinful, flee to thee from day to day. Intercessor, friend of sinners, earth's redeemer, plead for me. Where the songs of all the sinless sweep across the crystal sea. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life through Christ our Lord. 
Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, Alleluia. Raise your joys and triumphs high. Alleluia. Sing ye heavens and earth reply. Alleluia. Lives again our glory. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy that peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. It's Catholic, and it's radio, and you're listening to it right